From the WUFT Newsroom, I'm Sarah Sowers. As what is left of Hurricane Ian moves northward, Governor Ron DeSantis said Central Florida is expected to receive unprecedented flooding. The amount of water that's been rising and will likely continue to rise today, even as the storm is passing, uh, is basically a 500-year flood event. And I know Seminole County has has, has done evacuations. I know they've issued, uh, opened shelters, uh, but uh, we're going to see a lot of images about uh, the destruction that was done in southwest Florida. And obviously, we have massive assets there. Uh, but people should just understand this, this storm is having broad impacts across the state. And some of the flooding you're going to see in areas hundreds of miles from where this made landfall um, are going to set records. And that's going to obviously be, be things that, um, uh, th- that will need to be responded to. The governor said nine counties have received federal emergency funding from the President of the United States so far. Individuals in Charlotte, Collier, Lee, DeSoto, Manatee, Sarasota, Hardy, Hillsborough, and Pinellas counties can apply for FEMA help now. Officials also urged Floridians to stay away from standing water and take photos of their houses and damages if they intend to file for additional support. For information regarding ways to help Hurricane Ian victims and places to donate for support, visit wuft.org. For WUFT News, I'm Sarah Sowers. Catching you up on the latest stories that you should know heading into this Tuesday morning. I'm Sarah Sowers, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Across the street from Grace Marketplace, the largest homeless shelter in Alachua County, people living in tent camps are being told to leave by December 1st. WUFT's Report for America Corps member Katie Heisen joins me to talk about the homeless population and the underlying housing crisis in Gainesville. The people who live there prefer the term homeless and use the term homeless for themselves. So I tend to defer to what the sources like to identify. I went out to the camp in late October, and by that point, they said they had been given notice that they needed to vacate by December 1st. There's some confusion over who this contact person is that's telling them they need to vacate. The land itself is registered to the state of Florida. Several service providers told me they think that it's the National Guard um, that is taking over management of this land, but the National Guard didn't actually confirm that for me. They haven't responded to my questions. So all we know for sure is that it's state of Florida land. The problem with this timeline is that the director of Grace Marketplace said they could formulate a better plan to pair these people with real services if they had more time before this vacate date. But as it is, if they have to vacate, the tent camp is going to just scatter and that can move them farther away from the services they rely on at Grace, farther away from caseworkers and also harder to locate by other mobile services like clinics and things like that. And what does homelessness look like in Alachua County as a whole, and how does this compare to other places? In terms of numbers, the last published count was from 2021. There were just over 500... About 50 voters attended the Gainesville mayoral debate on Tuesday night, gaining a slightly better understanding of the candidates. Ed Bilarski and Harvey Ward faced off for their only debate prior to Election Day, answering questions posed by a panel of reporters from WUFT News and the Gainesville Sun. 
While some attendees were already decided in their vote, others were eager to hear what the candidates had to say. Nancy Detweiler, a retired social worker, has lived in Gainesville for 40 years. She came to the debate because she was unsure who to vote for and wanted to hear what the candidates thought about Gainesville Regional Utility and solar energy plans. I don't see Harvey Ward as being the cause of all the problems in the city, but, but they haven't been looking carefully at the pocketbook issues. Kali Blount, a retired registered nurse, said he was leaning toward Ward, but he thought both candidates showed hope, especially when it came to inclusionary housing. I have, they, I have hope that there'll be some reforming of uh, city politics with either of them, but uh, I'm not sure which would be able to carry it off the furthest, the fastest. I thought Harvey was going to destroy Ed, and Ed, Ed held his own okay, you know, better than I thought. <laughs> I would say by a slim margin that Harvey showed better. Echoes from microphones made the debate difficult to hear for some attendees in the room, like Pam Carpenter. In order to do your homework, you have to hear what the candidates say and, you know, go ahead and review what their stands are on the issues, because your, your vote is your voice. I just was hoping to pick up on some details, which was kind of hard to do tonight because of the sound system. So I'm looking forward to going home, actually listening to the replay so I can hear what they were saying. <laughs> the debate was recorded and is now available to watch and listen on WUFT.org. Gainesville residents who are registered voters are eligible to vote for the two candidates during early voting and on November 8th. The winner in this election will replace current mayor Lauren Poe, who has served as Gainesville's mayor since 2016. The new mayor will begin in January 2023 and serve for the next four years. Sarah Sowers, WUFT News. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Herbst. In Florida, at least 81 people are confirmed dead from Hurricane Ian. But in the southwestern part of the state... First responders are wading through widespread flooding and damage trying to find survivors. From member station WUFT, Sarah Sowers has more from Cape Coral. Ohio Task Force One, an urban search and rescue team, is stationed at what is left of Cape Coral Yacht Club. Jack Reel is the leader of the Ohio Force. He said his crew members are searching along the Caloosahatchee River to find survivors. We're going to go up the coastline on the inlet here, you know, obviously come in probably several streets where the where basically the storm surge. There were more than 1,400 searches done on Saturday alone, but there were no rescues. Along with crews from Indiana, Texas, and Pennsylvania, first responders from Ohio will continue their search and rescue operations in Florida until the job is done, which may take several more days. For NPR News, I'm Sarah Sowers in Cape Coral. Emerald Creek Kennels in Archer is run by husband and wife duo Jacob and Logan Huckabee. On 800 acres, their business is centered on running a bird hunting preserve and training dogs for sport. But just like other small businesses in Alachua County, the lasting effects of the COVID-19 pandemic labor shortage have extended to rural outdoor recreation like bird hunting. It would honestly be nice to have a young, younger person, I say. Um, to get involved. doesn't have to be a young person. Shoot, it can be a retired vet or whatever. You know, we, we encourage anyone to come out that may want to help out or just do a little work around the kennels. 
When it isn't hunting season, there is still plenty of dog training and land maintenance to be done, including designated burns to clear parts of the overgrowth in the oak hammock. However, it is difficult to manage with just the two of them. Supply chain issues and rising prices have also changed the way the Huckabees maintain their business. Huckabee said that even increases of a few dollars for supplies really add up. An increase in, in our feed by a couple dollars a bag, but when you're thinking you're only paying 10 or 11 dollars for a bag and then increases to 13 or 14 dollars, you know, that's a, that's a pretty substantial increase when you're buying 10 to 15 bags or something. Moving forward, the Huckabees said they would continue to serve their customers despite challenges in running their business. Logan Huckabee says she can't imagine doing anything else. She would ask me five years ago if I would be out here, you know, obedience training, trying, you know, guiding, trying to hunt anything that I could, chase feathers, you know, anything. I would tell you you're crazy. You got to find positivity in anything that happens or else life's just going to suck for you, so... For WUFT News, I'm Sarah Sowers.